Take away the world's desires when we pray. Holy Spirit, lift us higher when we pray. When we
the church in the name of jesus and the power of his blood i come before you lord recognizing that you are supreme in authority your power is great in the heavens and the earth and your anger is shown against all wickedness and the evil imagination of men father i boldly approach your throne yet again this time asking for grace and mercy for your bride the church your word says that judgment shall begin at the house of god so let the church bear the greatest indictment because your invisible works are clearly seen, demonstrating your eternal power and divine nature, all men are without excuse. Yet through hypocrisy, we have given place to your enemies to blaspheme your great and holy name. Because of our perversion and deceitfulness, which brings shame to your name, they question whether we are really your children. For this cause, Lord, we are guilty and bear the greater burden. We have been weighed in the balance and been found wanting yet we refuse to change our path. We have been deliberate in our great trespass before you, Lord, and we are not hidden from your sight. We have provoked you to anger with our foolish and unwise behavior, being spiritually blind and naked, allowing the world to see our shame. Heavenly Father, because you are a God of mercy and great compassion, we come before you in humility that you may examine our ways. We come before you confessing that if we humble ourselves and pray, seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hands are not shortened that they cannot save, nor your ear heavy that it cannot hear. We stand before you, Lord, to answer the indictment that has been laid against us, and pray that through repentance our sins will be forgiven. For we have done wicked things in your sight, even rebellion against your commandments and your continued reminders and warnings. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our shortcomings and weaknesses, seeking to be washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. For we were called to be the salt of the earth, a people that would bear witness to your name, follow your examples, live by your commandments, and set a difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. Instead, our hearts have been pierced with the desires of the world, and we have adopted their ways, chasing after materialism and lust and compromising your standards. We have not sought you for who you are, but for what you can give and how much we can get. We have allowed worldliness into your church and created unholy alliances with the world, calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil, while refusing to take a righteous stand. We have sought validation from the world and coveted the admiration of men who have perverted your statutes for selfish gain. We have shown them all that is in your sanctuary, giving access to thieves and robbers who now make merchandise of your sheep and a mockery of your name. We have failed to protect the innocent, neglected the cries of the poor, and watched as families are being destroyed. We have not sanctified you in the eyes of the people, becoming powerless gift chasers who adorn the things on the outside while failing to address the evil within. We have compromised your word by seeking popularity and friendship with the world, choosing to entertain the masses with our talents and gifts while watering down your word and speaking fables instead of convicting people to change. We stand idle as the innocent are snatched from the womb while we defend the guilty giving them place on your stage. We are consumed with the pursuit of wealth 
while at the same time we are robbed of morality, dignity, and holiness. Through compromise and exploitation, we have lost our influence. Through sermonettes and motivational speeches, we have catered to itching ears. And through hypocrisy and double standards, our pulpits have been stripped of power and authority. We have even embraced the lifestyles of this world and distorted the meaning of your love instead of preaching the sovereign design and plan of God. We have lost our way, Lord, and given over to the cares of this life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, forgive us, Father, for we bombard your throne with selfish prayers while the world around us declines and decay, drifting further and further away from you. We have been mesmerized by the lust of the world and desensitized by its influences while engaging in unspeakable acts, adultery and fornication, abortions, drunkenness, promiscuity, hatred and insensitivity, drug use, blasphemies, idolatry, man lying with man, women lying with women. We defile ourselves by flooding our minds with pornography, immorality and lust, and other kinds of sexual perversion. We have neglected our children and not taught them your ways, putting success and riches before love and direction. We have allowed our marriages to grow cold, harbored unforgiveness, and refused to show affection, while opening the door for the enemy to wreak havoc in our families. We have become a lukewarm church, lacking holiness and obedience to your word, even denying your name, Lord, and abandoning the cross. We have allowed false prophets to operate in the church while embracing false gods and religions. We are in a backslidden state and confess our sins before you. We were all born into this world with something to surrender, but so many of us have refused to let go, choosing to embrace our fallen nature by making excuses for sin as opposed to trusting your word for deliverance and healing. In doing so, we have denied the power of the cross and the delivering authority of your resurrection. We go down in the water, but never come up, sinking further and further into the depth you gave your life to conquer. We have titles without meaning, performances without actors, services without substance, and buildings that are lifeless when it comes to the real power of God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we repent, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, let your anger and fury be held back, and let your mercy fall upon us as we repent of our wicked deeds and turn back to you. Let us once again be the people you have chosen to show yourself strong in the earth, that through our examples and trusting your word, the world will once again look to the church for salvation and demonstration of the true power of God. Lord, please hear our cry, incline thine ear, and behold our frail state, that we may eagerly approach your throne with boldness and have confidence at your appearing. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, and we come to you by faith, knowing that without faith it is impossible to please you. Deliver us from the guilt of the past and wipe away all condemnation, for through our sin we have given the enemy access to our lives and the legal right to carry out his diabolical plan of destruction against us. But now, Lord, through repentance, his rights have been revoked. In the name of Jesus, we denounce Satan and his demonic forces of evil and his rebellion against the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he loses all rights to torment, deceive, destroy, afflict, and manifest himself in the lives of your people. And we sever all ties, cooperation, agreement, conspiracy, and relationship with the world and the world system. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we command Satan to loose every stronghold, demonic manifestation, 
false belief, vice, grip, addiction, spell, and curse right now according to the word of God. We choose you, Lord, and the finished work of the cross, and want no part of Satan and the temptations of this world. I declare right now that we are loosed in your precious name. Lord, we renew our covenant and commitment to you and exercise our choice to faithfully serve you with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus, we make a conscious choice to turn back to you and once again follow after your statutes and commandments and pledge our undivided service and devotion to you. But we have been bought with a price and serving you is our reasonable service. So help us, Lord, to be lights in this world, ambassadors of the Most High God, and instruments of righteousness, representing your will and not our own. I pray, Lord, that our hunger and thirst for you is never quenched, and that you give us both to will and to do your good pleasure, that we as a church may fulfill the calling and purpose that you have spoken over our lives. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we denounce the pleasures of this world, false doctrine, and all forms of spiritual adultery. We pray that you expose the synagogue of Satan operating behind church walls, every lying and deceitful spirit, and demons operating as the angels of light. Let us not worship or reverence anyone or anything but the true and living God, and drive out the spirit of Antichrist. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that you remove all doubts and bring revelation to every distortion of the truth, and that we drive out the spirit of Jezebel that teaches fornication, lust, and idolatry. That her curse, seduction, and influence be broken and bound right now in the name of Jesus and erased from the hearts and minds of your people. I ask, Lord, that the depths of Satan operating in the church be exposed and driven out in Jesus' name. That we no longer defile ourselves through the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, hating all evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. Grant us spiritual discernment that we are not deceived let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good works, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men. That we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth, preaching the word in and out of season and making no provision for the flesh while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth, and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, 
and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you. That we neglect not the fellowshipping of the saints as we are one in the body of Christ and sealed by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. That we may all faithfully walk in the calling and purpose we have been given, pressing toward the mark and high calling of Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day and that nothing we have done is in vain but all things are accounted to our heavenly account that we may be rich towards God. Lord, let us run this race with patience, looking unto you who has endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was set before you, that our names be confessed before the Father and written in the Lamb's book of life. I pray, Lord, that we are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, that we may receive a crown of life promised to those who endure unto the end. Now unto God, who knows the beginning from the end, who is our shield in time of trouble, and who causes us to endure the fiery furnaces of life. We give you honor and praise. We proclaim and ascribe greatness to your name, for your deeds are perfect and all that you do is just and fair. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and cause darkness to flee in the presence of light. I pray, Lord, that we demonstrate our gratitude for all that you have done by keeping your commandments. For your word says obedience is better than sacrifice and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let your word be a light unto our path, revelation in darkness, and our blueprint for all matters pertaining to this life and the one thereafter. It is through you, Heavenly Father, and the power of your might that one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These things I ask and pray and affirm in Jesus' great and holy name. Amen. 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 And good evening and welcome again to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mr. Free Thing in Time Bible Study. Bible Study, yes. Happy Sabbath and we thank you again for joining us for this time of a wonderful Bible study. Study, yes. We meet again. Yes. In the name of Jesus to worship and praise Him together. It's always nice to get together and read the Lord's Word and discuss it together with brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes. He said, well, one or two or more get well, together. two or more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two or more get together in my name on, on the same. One on one accord. On one accord. He's in the midst of it. He's in the midst of it. Amen. Yes, he is. So we tell you to get your Bibles ready, and we're going to be talking about tonight withstanding temptation. Well, Wednesday night we talked about perfecting of your faith. And again, we're going to be in James. So we're going to start in James again. <clears throat> we'll be in James chapter 1 and verse 12. Withstanding temptation. James chapter 1 and verse 12. Blessed, happy to be envied is the man who is patient, under trial and stands up under temptation for when he has stood the test and been approved he will receive the victor's crown of life which god has promised to those who love him amen amen, amen. go through the most trials you go through life, them trials and go through that test them and hard times and there's a crown it's a crown in the end. It's a crown in the end. If you go through that test and you pass it, God has got a crown for you. That's right. You know, we all have experienced temptation. 
we decide not to give in to temptation, but in the heat of the battle, our promises fade away. Then much to our shame, we fall into sin. Sometimes it seems that the more we try not to sin, the more we feel powerless against temptation. And we also feel more helpless about our condition. So we wonder if we really are saved at all. Sometimes you wonder. But it is hard to imagine any serious Christian who has not wondered about his or her own salvation, especially after having just fallen into sin. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. You know, that Paul, Paul felt that way, you know. Yes. Paul said, oh, Lord, help me. He said, that I know not to do, I do. That I know not to do, to do I, I don't do. That sin is what? It's ever before me. It's, it's ever before me. No matter you know? which way I turn, now, it's Paul, there. Yeah, Paul was weak. You know, he's like, he, he didn't know. He didn't know uh, if, if he was living right or not living right because the things he shouldn't do, he was doing them. The things he should not do, he was, he was wanting to do them. You know, it's like, I, I know this ain't right, but I, this is what I'm going to do. And it's a struggle all the time. So fortunately, we can have victory over the temptations that so easily trap us. None of us, no matter how deeply we fall into sin, is hopeless. This is because our Father of lights. Let's look down. We in James 1. Let's go to verse 17. James 1 and verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning as in an eclipse. So that is, you know, it's greater than our temptation to do evil. So only in God and through his word can we have victory. Over sin. Over sin. But, so, but you right. can get it. You can have victory. You can have victory. Through God, you can get anything mm -hmm. through God. So never give up because you have God on your side. Because we know that temptations are real. We know that sin is real. And the battle against self is very real. Yes. But God is real too. True. That's right. Never give up and say, I'm not worthy or God don't love me. Yes, he does. Is that it's just a battle because when you go through battles, I've always realized this is when God allows you to go through those battles, He's teaching you something at the same time. That's correct. No matter what you no, no matter the circumstances. That's right. He's building something in you. He's building a character that you don't have that you do need. And only through him. We can overcome the temptations that come from within, which is inside of ourselves, just waiting to take us down. Mm -hmm. Remember that it's within ourselves. Within ourselves. So but, now that we go ahead. But through Jesus, <laughs> victory is already won. It's already won. He won at the cross. He won it at the cross. The battle has been fought through him, and he won. And we lose because we give up. We give up that hope. 
And that's why right. we lose. But if you keep that hope in Jesus, I don't care what you're going through or what your battles seem like. Just keep the hope and Jesus will win it. That's right. You know, we're going to find out the root of temptation. Now, we're in James 1. Let's read 13 and 14 of James 1. 13 and 14. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted from God. For God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. But every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed, and baited by his own evil desires, lusts, and passions. Right. So James stresses, he points out, and he makes it clear that God is not the author of evil. And he is not the author of temptation either. So evil itself is the cause of temptation. That's right. Evil itself is the cause of temptation. And so temp that's right. And temptation caused us to sin. That's it. So God is not a, either one of those. That's right. He is not the author of evil and he's not the author of temptation. So according to these verses, the problem lies within us the old man himself. that's right so that's, this is the main reason it is so hard to fight against that's right because it's in us yeah well you're fighting against yourself when you think that's about right. it you're fighting against the flesh and and that's the hardest one to fight against is when you're fighting against self and that's the hardest hardest thing for us to believe for one because it's it's a struggle in itself. So you're struggling all the time. Yeah, it's a battle night and day, you know, yeah. of, uh, of fighting self. So the battle against sin begins in the mind. Right. So as much as many people might not want to hear it, the truth is that we choose to sin. No one can force us. Let's look at Romans chapter 6, starting with verse 16. Yes. It's a choice. It's, it's something a choice. we choose. It's Romans not. chapter 6 and verse 16. Do you know, do you not know that if you continually surrender yourself to anyone to do his will, you are the slaves of him whom you obey, whether that to be sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness, right doing, right standing with God. But thank God, though you were once slaves of sin, you have become obedient with all your heart to the standard of teaching in which you were instructed and to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, you have become the servants of righteousness, of conformity to the divine will and thought purpose and action. Well, you know, you you just you you think about it if you become uh sin uh, to food and you eat everything and anything and what happens? You start picking up weight. You overindulge uh, you so overindulge and you, you became get, slaves to right. your appetite of food. Yeah, and the next thing you know you are hundred and fifty pounds. Next thing you two hundred pounds. Next time you look around, you done got up to three hundred, then four hundred, five hundred, six hundred pounds. 
and now you in you your health is in danger now. Yes, absolutely, because of what you chose to, to do. do. You chose to keep eating like that. Your doctor kept telling you you need to lose weight. Instead, you kept picking up weight because you wouldn't give up any of the things you were eating. That's like sin. That's sin. You kept feeding your, your flesh. flesh. And you mm-hmm. kept feeding your flesh. You kept feeding it the things and that it became it a passion. Right. And you lusted after food. People that, do that too. That's right. It became a gluttony. A gluttony, see. So the sinful desires ever capture our attention. Like you said like you just said, food captures your attention. That's why all, all these commercials with ice cream and right. hamburger and you're going, Ooh, we I like to have that. Not that you need it. But because your appetite says, get it. Right. You feed that appetite, it becomes a sin and it grows. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So your choice. Right. Your choice. Your choice. Your choice. You the choose. devil didn't do it. He put the idea there. You took it. And you ran with it. Exactly, just like bait, like you're saying. By using common hunting and fishing words, you know, you put uh, a worm on there because you're going fishing, right? Well, you got to put something on there to entice that, that fish. That fish to bite. <laughs> or he won't bite. He won't you, bite. You throw a naked hook out there, that fish will swim all oh, around, around and it. never touch it. But if you put a worm or something on there, mm-hmm. entice him to bite, it will bite it. It will bite your hook, and there you go. You have what? You have captured that fish, and mm-hmm. he's going to be good. Now, <laughs> did you make that fish bite that hook? No. no. It's what not. you put on that That's hook. what you put you on that him. hook. That baited him. He bit it on his own. You enticed him, and he did it. And that's what the devil do to us. So, you know, James 1.14 described these inner desires. Our own desires pull and tempt us. And when we weaken to them, they finally hook and trap us. That's right. We read books and things that feed the nature for us of sex. What happened? It hooks you. It hooks you. And then it traps you. We read books that, of all type of food. We get hooked. Alcohol. We get hooked. Drugs, cigarettes. We get hooked. Cigarettes. We get hooked. Mm-hmm. We read the wrong things. Feed the mind the wrong things. Whatever we feed ourselves is what we become. We become slaves to. That's right. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17. Okay. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. 6, 17. And take the helmet of salvation, which is the sword that the Spirit wields, which is the word of God. Amen. And let's also go to Psalm 119, 11. Psalm 119. 119. In verse 11. Okay. Psalm 119, verse 11 says, Your word have I laid up 
in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's there right. you go. Amen. Amen. So if you read the, the mind and the heart, the word of God, that's what it would eat. And the enemy cannot tease you with things that should not be there. That's right. Because the Word of God will keep those things out. The Word of God will not make room for those things to get in. Exactly. It and will that, close the mind to That's why he said, your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. That's right. So let's look at Luke 4 and verse 8. Okay, Luke 4. Verse Luke 4 and verse 8. Okay. Luke 4 and verse 8. And Jesus replied to him, Get behind me, Satan. It is written, You should do homage to and worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Amen. 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 So in those verses in James, what we read, he clearly separates temptation from sin. Being tempted from within ourselves is not sin, but even Jesus was tempted. So the problem is not the temptation itself, but how we deal with it. Yeah, it doesn't become a sin until you act on it. That's it. And when you act on it, then it becomes a sin. You know, now it's a sin because you acted on it. Having a sinful nature is not sin, but letting that sinful nature control our thoughts and choices is. So it controls your thoughts and it controls your choices if you allow it. Because of this, we have the promises found in God's word that offer us victory if we claim them for ourselves and accept them in faith, just like he said, Lord, your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. And just like he, he was just reading right here, you you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Right. Well, when something uh, controls you, then you start acting on whatever controls you. So that's that's why you need to think on God for it. Think on holy spiritual things right because that. that's what will become a part of you then you'll start acting on those things and you start and you, and, you become what you behold every right, day right and so there's no room for Satan when you start acting on holy and spiritual things that knocks him out the box he has no room there no he room has he has to leave that put him out the house his that's bed right. is thrown out Yes, right. <laughs> That's right. Amen. Let's go to James chapter 1 and verse 15. Okay, James 1, 15. So, verse 1 in chapter, James 1 and chapter 15 says, Then the evil desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully mature, brings forth death. Mm. So, you know, several Greek words are used in these verses to describe how sin begins. All of them are connected with giving birth. When a wrong desire is what nurtures 
or rather fertilized, sin is conceived, which is started. Yes. Like a baby in a womb. So when sin has grown up and gives birth to death. You know, so this picture, you know, it's a strange puzzle. It, when you when you look at that, when you when a woman has conceived and she's pregnant, and then once the baby has gotten a certain age, it's time to come out. Well, you know, that's just like alcohol. You become an alcoholic. Yeah. And you don't stop. You keep drinking. Mm. Then the doctor said, "Well, I'll tell you, Mr. Thomas." Mm. You've been drinking for over 15 years. Your liver is damaged. Your liver is damaged, so we can help you if we stop. Exactly. But I don't stop. Now, this is the baby. This is having the baby. If you stop, we can help you. But if you don't, I'll give you a couple more months and your liver will be damaged too bad for us to help you. And I don't stop. I keep on. Mm -hmm. There it is. Death. Right there. Just like you just said. That, that's a strange puzzle because the method that is supposed to give life when we, give, when we get pregnant and give birth, it leads only to death. That's right. So I didn't stop drinking. So now my liver is damaged. And now he said, I'll tell you what. You may have six months. You mm -hmm. didn't stop, and uh, you may have six months. Uh, Mr. Thomas, you've been smoking for 20 years, and now you have two spots on your lungs. Uh, if uh, you don't stop, we won't be able to help you at all. We got two, and the chances are 50 50 now. Right. But I don't stop. And he go back and said, there's three spots. There's nothing we can do for you. Exactly. Okay? That, again, is the same as that having that baby. And also, we're going to do another comparison. Okay. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 7. Okay, Romans chapter 7. And we're going to start with verse 10. 7, 10. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 7 and verse 10 says, And the very legal ordinance, which was designed and intended to bring life, actually proved to mean to me death. For sin, seizing the opportunity and getting a hold on me by taking its incentive from the commandment, beguiled and entrapped and cheated me, using it as a weapon killed me. The law, therefore, is holy, and each commandment is holy and just and good. Did what? that, that's right, did that which is good then prove fatal, bringing death to me? Certainly not. It was sin, working death in me, by using a good thing as a weapon in order that through the commandment, sin might be shown up clearly to be sin that the extreme malignity and immeasurable sinfulness of sin might plainly appear. So sin is like cancer, takes over and destroys its host. Yes. So we all know this because we have all been ruined by sin. Our hearts are evil and we cannot change them, period. This is, this is what sin does. 
you know, and if we, we're going to go also to the Old Testament and go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. Okay. Genesis chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field, which the Lord God has made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, Can it really be that God has said you should not eat from every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, You should not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You, are not, you should not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil, and blessing and calamity. And when a woman saw that the tree was good, suitable, pleasant for food, that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise, she took up its fruit and ate, and she gave some also to her husband, and he ate. So, as its root calls and starts, sin begins with what? Distrusting God. Right. This will be doing what God had told them not to do. And so Satan used the same successful method when he deceives one-third of the angels. Now, Satan lied to her, but he knew she wouldn't die physically. But she died spiritually, spiritually instantly. Spiritually, she died spiritually. Yes, she, she lost did. her covering, covering and righteousness. The righteousness, the light of righteousness. She broke the covenant with God and them. That's why right. they got kicked out. And that's what they lost. Then <laughs> we were no longer what? We was created in the image of God, right? We was created in the image of God, but after sin, after sin we came. all after that were created in the image of Adam. All men was created in the image of Adam. Because all of our sinful nature now. Right. That made Eve all women mom mother. They were created in the image of Eve, Eve right. because the, they had broke the covenant with God. So that made us, everybody after born in this world after them was after Eve, Adam and Eve. That's yeah. why every woman going through that pain. Because right. he told Eve, for your disobedience, you should bring pain to bring children into the world. Every woman does that. Every man earns his living by the sweat of his eyebrow. Every man does that. That's what he told Adam. So we created in the image of Adam and Eve when they broke the covenant with God. That's right. And you know, uh, by this, Satan raised doubt in Eve's mind about God's character, thoughts, feelings, and actions. So going to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not sin. No. But Taking and eating the fruit from the tree was. Yes. But wrong thoughts seemed to have come to Eve before her sinful act. 
That's true. Think about that. And don't we, before yeah. we sin, we think about it. Hmm. This ain't odd. Shouldn't That's do why it. she accepted I, Satan's suggestions as her I, own because mm-hmm. she had already what thought was thinking like that anyway. Yeah, because we think before we do wrong, even yeah. though we go ahead and do it. Like <laughs> man, uh, I, I shouldn't do this. Right. But we still go ahead and do we it. We still we go think, ahead and do we it. We think about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But we still go ahead and do it. We know it's not the right thing to do. Exactly. Even but though we think anyway. about it, but we go ahead and do it because we got that pride, that mm-hmm. self, that pride that God tells us about that. Mm-hmm. We feel that we shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Who going to know it? Yeah, right I, I'm not going to tell nobody. Ain't nobody looking. There's nobody around. Who nobody know I did it? I'm going to do it anyway. That's right. And so before we go on to playing music, I'm going to say this. Sin always begins in the mind. Like Eve, we may think about the prophets, the good things of wrongdoing. Often we wonder how it could happen. The answer is easy. We let it happen. Amen. Amen. Nobody forces us to sin. Amen. Nobody. Think about that as we take a break and play a song, and we'll come back with more of End Time Bible Study on LPJ 64.
Yolanda Adams, Fragile Heart. And we have a fragile heart, but only God can put those pieces back together again. Amen. 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 He's the only one. If you just joined us, you are listening to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible I'm study. study. So if you just join us, we're talking about withstanding temptation. And one of the things we, you have to remember, by serious prayer and living faith, we can refuse to accept the attacks of Satan and keep our hearts pure from pollution. Remember, prayer and living faith. Living faith. Amen. Even the strongest temptation is no excuse for sin. However great the pressure is upon the soul, falling into subs- uh, into sin is our own act. Our own act. That's, That's right. what we gotta remember. It's not the power of the earth or hell to force anyone to sin. The mind must be strong. That's why he tells us to fight the good fight of faith. faith. That's right. The heart must remain firm. If so, desire cannot overcome reason. And sin cannot win over righteousness. Amen. Amen. Stay in Remember prayer. That. Stay in prayer. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. And stay Continue in prayer. to pray. And I'll tell you, through our walk with the Lord, that is what continues to keep us. Not saying that we're perfect, but I'll tell you what, temptation comes to everybody all the time. Because so. The one thing that Satan cannot deal with is prayer. Now, That's he cool. knows the Bible. Yes. Because he was God's right-hand angel. There you go. In heaven. So he knows the word. The word he don't fear. Because he knows that. But prayer is worship. He is. cannot stand prayer. And it's war it's against war the devil. war against the devil. When you pray, that's a battle. That's a battle. And you knock him down every time you pray. Amen. Every time you get on your knees, you weaken him. Every time. He cannot stand prayer. That's right. If you right. want to win over Satan, get on your knees. And that living faith, walking by faith, claiming those promises every oh, day. He can't stand that when you claim the promise that God has given you and you pray. That's talking with God, lifting him up, praising him. Satan cannot stand that because he wants to be worshipped. That's right. And when you worship God, the almighty God, oh, Satan get weak. Mm-hmm. And we know that, you know, every good and perfect gift comes from, from God when we read in James 1, verse 16 and 17. So sin gives birth to death. But God is the giver of what? Life. Life. He is the father of lights in James 1, verse 17. This speaks of what? The creation. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 through 18. Let's go and read that. Genesis chapter 1, 14 through 18. All right. Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. All right. 
And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be signs and tokens of God's provident care, and to mark lessons, mark seasons, days, and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light, which is the sun, to rule the day, and the lesser light, the moon, to rule the night. He also made the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from darkness. And God saw that it was good, fitting, pleasant, and he approved it. So what, this is creation. creation. He is the father of lights. Yes, he is. So it speaks of creation. So God gives us birth to a new life. Light, light. This is the greatest gift we can get from above. Amen. That Amen. is so true. So Amen. let's look at Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Romans 3, verse 23. All right. Since all have sinned and are falling short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives, all are justified and made upright and in right standing with God, freely and gratuitously by his grace, his unmerited favor and mercy through the redemption which is provided in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's God's grace. That's God's grace. So let's look in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Just giving you some good, good scriptures. God chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. And verse 8. Ephesians 2 and verse 8. There it is, right out of my nose. <laughs> 2 verse 8. Okay. For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. There is faith. And this salvation is not of yourself, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. God. Amen. 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 Salvation Amen. is a gift. And James makes it clear that salvation, this new birth, is the result of God's purpose and will for us. Mm. What so, a gift. What a gift. What a gift. What a gift. So God wants us to be saved. It was his will that we should have salvation and a new life and in him in now him. and for all eternity. He decided this even before humanity was created. That all tell you something. That all tell you. Even before humanity was born, he had already knew that we was gonna need this. He knew this. You know he knew this. He knew this was going to happen, and he knew that we were going to need, need a Savior. Sure did. He knew this. And he had already prepared the way. He made the way. Let's go to Titus. All right. Uh, chapter 3, verse 5 and 7. 
three, five, and seven. Look at you. You want it. I'm on it tonight. <laughs> Titus chapter 3, verse 5. He saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but because of his own pity and mercy by the cleansing bath of the new birth, regeneration, renewing of the Holy Spirit, mm. which he poured out so richly upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And he did it in order that we might be justified by his grace, by his favor, wholly undeserved, that we might be acknowledged and counted as conformed to the divine will and purpose, thought and action, and that we might become heirs of eternal life according to our hope. Amen. Oh, sister. Amen. 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 That. Mm. And tell the word of Jesus. That's right. What Amen. a Let's look yeah. at First Peter chapter one and verse twenty-three. Yes. One and twenty-three. First okay. Peter chapter one verse twenty-three. You have been regenerated, born again, not from a mortal origin, seed, sperm, but from one that is immortal by the ever living and lasting Word of God. God. Mm. So. Mm. Jesus, Paul, Peter, James, all connect salvation with the new birth. The new birth. So and when God that new planned birth? through Christ Jesus, because he died for us, us. Right. his blood was shed, shed for us. us. His blood. It's only through Now that's, that's love. That's, that's love. love. That's right. That is love. So when God planned salvation, his purpose was so reconnected, reconnect sinful and broken human beings with heaven. That is some. His purpose was to reconnect sinful and broken human beings with heaven. He put putting things back like they were. Wow. Do you understand? He putting things back like, like they like were. I, like he wanted it. Like he wanted it from the beginning. Man, that, that is a good God. And you know, the separation was so big and so wide that no human could have ever bridged it. Wow. Mm. It was only when the Word became what? Flesh, man, man. Jesus, yes. that heaven and earth reconnected. And All that right. is something to be thankful for. Let me tell you, Satan won't that. No, he didn't. He did not want that. He done everything in his power to keep, to that, keep from that from happening. He done everything in work. his power, but it didn't work to keep that work from happening again. And you know what? Let's look at Second Timothy chapter three and verse sixteen. Okay. Yes, he did not want that. Second Timothy chapter three and verse sixteen. All right. Every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration, and profitable for instruction, for reproof, and conviction of sin, for correct, correction of error, and discipline, and obedience, and for training in righteousness, and holy living, and conformity to God's will, and thought, 
purpose and action. Amen. So his word, every scripture was God breathed, alone is able to breathe spiritual life into those whose hearts are open to receive to the receive gift. To receive it. Now, you hear that? To receive it. That means God is not going to force you, brothers and sisters, to take uh, hear that word. He's not going to force you to receive it. It's a given thing, and it's up to you to receive it and and take it and go with it. God we don't not, deserve the gift. No, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But let me tell you, how can you receive something you don't deserve, deserve, deserve to have it, and it's given to you free, and you walk away from it? That's I a mean, fool. A fool. You might as well just say it just like it's that. It's got to be a fool. It's got to be. I mean, well, you got to because anything in the world off your feet, you run after it and eat it up. You know what? That is true. And when the world gives you something, you better believe it's not going to be free at all. It's for a cost. It's yeah. going to cost you Somewhere, at some point. At <laughs> some point, you got to pay for it down the line. You sure but do. But you run and get it anyway. And it may not be good for you. But you still go get it. Let, let me free. be honest with you. It's it, it, never good for you no. if the government is giving it to you. And God <laughs> offers you something that's going to give you eternity life, and you've got doubts in your mind by brothers and sisters. Mm. I can't understand it. I don't know. But we continue to pray for you, brothers and sisters. you got to hang in there. You know, we're going to go to uh, James 1 and verse 19 and 20. 1, 19 and 20. James 1, starting with verse 19. Understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense, and to get angry. For man's anger does not promote the righteousness God wishes and requires. So God's word, the Bible, is powerful. But so are human words. How often have we spoken words that we wish we could take back? I think we all have done that. Well, I, I don't think I know. <laughs> I know we you, have. <laughs> if you live on this, brothers and sisters, if you live on this earth, I know sometime uh, uh, you have said something that you wish you hadn't mm -hmm. said and right. you wish you could take back. And wish you could take back. Oh, yes. You know, we may know how hurtful words, wrong words are, and we may know how destructive our anger can be. Knowing these things may help us to get ourselves under control. Left to ourselves, we can never really change. That is why we need to listen more to God and let Him work in us. When every other voice is kept quiet, when we wait, Quietly before him, the silence of the soul makes the voice of God clear. He commands us, be still and know that I am God. And know that I am God. On the other hand, problems arise when we stop listening to God and to one another. In the home, at work, or in church, arguments follow when listening stops. Amen. So when that happens, that is an amen. Amen. Talking begins to get heated and anger builds. 
This downhill slide of sinful communication can never lead to righteousness, holy life, goodness of God. We know that to be true. Well, you know, Jesus listened. Yes, he did. He spoke very little, but he listened. And when he did speak, he spoke with kind, loving words and intelligent words because he listened to the people. That's right. That's how he knew their needs. He listened. He didn't do but he talked very little. So even our communication has to be our words. It, you know, it doesn't lead to righteousness when we're angry and when we're saying things and we get in arguments. There's no righteousness in that. Because we don't listen. If we would listen more than we talk, we would probably wouldn't have no need to argue. That's true. Because we would get the full circle of everything, and then we went, but we would find out there is no need to argue. Now I understand. That's why James shows the difference between God's righteousness and human anger. So as long as we act or speak on what comes up from our sinful nature, notice he said what comes up from our sinful nature. The creative power of God's word is blocked. Yeah, because we speak because it comes from us. I pride. From within. I pride. Well, you didn't have a right to say that to me. He said that. Well, you don't give a chance to hear it all before your pride rises up. The devil said, speak up for yourself. Don't let him talk to you like that. That's right. They don't have a right to say them things to you. Pride. And sometimes it happens so fast, it's like your mouth goes flying before you start thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Uh, but this, this, we were something else, and we're just so lucky to have a God like we have to understand us that will forgive us. Amen. Thank God for uh, his mercy and yes. his grace. Thank you. And our own unhelpful, even hurtful words arise instead. So James is warning us to be careful with what we say. And this is because he has told us about what our Father likes does for us by the gift of a new life. Amen. A Amen. new life. So we've got to be oh, careful. Lord, help us to be quiet. Sometimes. I remember as a kid, you know, all your mother had to do is just look at you. You already knew one thing. You either shut, shut up, up or get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> but you choose. <laughs> but you, yeah, you it's made your, your choice. <laughs> your choice. Shut up or get slapped. It's up to you. Yeah, I didn't even have to get slapped too many times. Me I knew, either, I I knew, knew to shut up. Yeah, I knew to shut <laughs> one up. One time was enough. <laughs> um, yes, sir. So let's go to James chapter 1 and verse 21. Yeah, okay. So he said, get rid of all uncleanliness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts. There's a heart. There it is, a heart again. the power to save your soul. Amen. Amen. Now, brothers and sisters, I know this is a hard thing to do when you've been feeding the flesh, living in the flesh, talking through the flesh, 
walking in front, we just have to pray and ask God, Lord, help me. Give me the wisdom that I need. Speak through me. Walk with me. Let me live through you, Lord. That's the only way we're going to do it. We can't do it no other way. That's we right. try to do it on our own. We're going to only make it worse than what it is. We must allow God to live in us. I will never be able to do this. There's no way. That's right. And you know, this verse closes all that has been said so far about faith and salvation. It is a plea or a request to us to put away all sin and to separate ourselves from evil. The command put away is used seven out of nine times in the New Testament for separating from evil habits. It can also mean the taking off of clothing. Therefore, it could be referring to the taking off of our filthy rags of sin. Mm. And yeah, I, that's right. And I'm not going to say that all my filthy rags have been taken off. He's working on them. He's working on me. In, the, in uh, fact, yes. the word filthiness, dirtiness, is found in James. For the filthy, dirty clothes of the poor, which are much different from the sparkling, clean clothing of the rich. Mm. Yeah. You look in James chapter 2 and verse 2. But like Jesus, James complains about humans being so concerned with how their clothes look. Meanwhile, God is most concerned with the conditions of our hearts. Amen. 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 So may the Lord help us to be transformed. Our heart is to be transformed so we can walk by faith and we can trust him. We can stay in prayer so we can watch our mouth by staying in the word and thinking before we speak. We speak. And show the love of Christ. That's what we need. And brothers and sisters, we need Jesus to help us. That's right. We need to stay on our knees a little bit more and keep our mouths shut and ask God to help us. Be still and know oh, that, that I is. am God. So thank you for joining us right here on LPJ 64. We're going to play a song, come back with closing comments, prayer, and also our email address. Right here on LPJ 64 End Time Bible Study. Folks whisper, 
To the sin that had me bound I spent my days Poured my life without measure Into a little treasure box
personal savior you are to forget yourself and try to help others amen talk of the love of christ that's right tell of his goodness mm. do every duty that you see carry the burden of souls upon your heart do everything you can in your power to save the lost as you receive the spirit of christ the spirit of unselfish love and labor for others, you will grow and bring forth fruit. The graces, holy thoughts, and feelings of the spirit will become ripe in your character. Your faith will grow. Your beliefs become stronger. Your love be made perfect. And more and more, you will be the same as Christ in all that is pure, noble, and lovely. Amen. So Amen. keep praying. Do for others. Encourage others. Pray for others. And your faith will grow more and more. Now we have closing prayer. A mind to pray. Dear Almighty and Omnipotent God, our Father, our Creator, and everlasting help, we humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing, and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life, and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, Renew our minds and saturate them in your word, that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else, while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. Thank you so much for joining in with this wonderful end-time Bible study. And remember, we come on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And you can always catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and so many. Uh, Spotify as well. So... Remember, if you need prayer, if you have Bible questions, or just want to say hello, you can always email us at robtgina50 at gmail.com. And have a wonderful and blessed Sabbath, and have a blessed night. Good night.